Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, man. Welcome in. It's another edition of Cash Day with Chris. I am Chris, the host of the show. These shows are brought to you guys by um, the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. A uh, great group of, uh, you know, really talented, uh, just media talent over there. A lot of guys doing a lot of different podcasts, all related around basketball. So be sure to check them out on all their social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram as well. Um, man, we got a lot to talk about as always. We got a big slate today. So I want to do a quick breakdown, uh, start by, um, you know, doing a quick recap of yesterday. And then of course, talking about the games that we have for today, full transparency though. I haven't, uh, dove into all of these games as deeply as I want to. So be sure to tap back in with me, check back in with me at 515, where I'll have a lot more information specifically on some of these later games, man. We are, you know, we have a, a tremendous, amount of injury report news as we always do and i think it's 13 games today so uh 12 or 13 games a lot of different you know a lot of value on the board a lot of different spots to you know probably like today as well so definitely try to get to it real quick as far as the recap goes um yesterday wasn't the greatest day it was a three game slate uh we started the week off two and two so no real steam picked up on on monday yesterday of course was tuesday and uh, we ended up going uh, two, one and two. So one and two overall. The parlay uh, failed to cash two. We had a plus nine forty one parlay for only a tenth of a unit. Uh, Brunson twenty five points didn't cash because Julius Randle decided to go off in that game. And Brunson only needed to play like sixteen minutes last night. I think he played sixteen minutes, shot six for eight, so he was well on his way. Uh, was shooting the three point ball well, but they just didn't need him. Uh, Detroit, <coughs> man. Really, really frustrating because not only did they did they kill the parlay that was plus nine forty one, but I also had Detroit plus the five in my pocket as well, man. So uh, Detroit plus the five, uh, uh, trash. Uh, Steph over twelve and a half uh, rebounds plus assists, trash. Uh, he finished with ten, five and five yesterday. Just got out to a real slow start, man. Golden State couldn't score the ball. It was you know. For, for how they looked against the Timberwolves, uh, it was the total opposite. They they were, you know, on fire against the Timberwolves to start that game and, you know, absolutely looked atrocious yesterday in the first quarter, first half. Shout out to, to you know, the the, <clears throat> the Dallas Mavericks. It was a reason why I wasn't on Golden State. I talked about the, the playoff revenge and that game looking too easy. Golden State was the public side yesterday. Of course, they didn't cash. They ended up losing the game by three. Um, Clay Thompson had a horrible night. But... Uh, you know, Wiggins uh, rebounds under five and a half was a non-sweat bet. He only finished with one rebound. So uh, maybe I got to start looking more into some of these unders, man, because that was an easy catch. Wiggins under five and a half rebounds. So one and two, like I said, overall on the night, not the greatest night, lose some steam. Uh, Steph scoring 30 in the parlay cashed. I think he finished with 32. And uh, Anthony Simon scoring 25. This dude absolutely went off last night. One of the reasons I was kind of staying away from that under I talked about, you know, just not trusting, uh, you know, that Clippers defense on the road and they were able to get the win. They just gave up a lot more points than expected. Uh, and I kind of saw that coming. I, I don't trust the Clippers defense on the road without PG and Kawhi. So, uh, yeah, that game, you know, flew over the total. I think total got gotten all the way down to 211 and I think it finished at 230, 232. So um, that's that. But, yeah, that's that's a quick intro and recap of yesterday. Good morning to the people, man. Casey. LJ, uh, Markel, uh, Abagadi, I think is how you pronounce that. Anthony, good morning, my brother. Full slate today. Let's get into it, man. 
let's get into it. I'm going to try to go through at least uh, three or four of these games that I've taken a real deep dive in and feel like we have enough information on, feel like we have uh, enough injury report news on as well. So first game up, man, let's go to uh, let's go to Orlando for this Hawks and the Magic game. This isn't a game that I'm super comfortable with quite yet just because of all of the injuries. Um, you know, on one side, the 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 Hawks, they, they're just only, I think, only going to be without uh, Jalen Johnson. And he's actually not even listed as out yet. He's he's listed as doubtful. Um, Bogdanovich is also supposed to be making a return. He's listed as doubtful as well. On the opposite side, you know, Terrence Ross is and Chumo Kiki uh, should be available to play. And those guys didn't play recently. Cole Anthony is supposed to be back as well. And Markel Folks. So um, Mobamba is on the injury report. It's questionable. Wendell Carter Jr. and Jalen Suggs are both lifted, listed as out. So regardless of what the, you know, if, if Mobamba um, and if Mobamba plays or not, but Wendell Carter Jr. and Jalen Suggs being out, they, these guys still have more firepower than they had over their last couple games. If you've been following the magic, they haven't looked great, but a lot of that, you know, is just due to them being injured, uh, being injured, man. They, they have not uh, had a full complement of players. So, on the, on, in this game, you get the Hawks coming off three straight losses, three straight non-covers, depending on where you got the number at against the 76ers in that last game. Uh, third game in four nights for the Magic. They're coming off six straight losses where they failed to cover three of those games before uh, covering the last one against Brooklyn in Brooklyn two nights ago. So <clears throat> looking at some of the trends for this game, the Magic, they're three and two straight up. Four and one ATS as a home dog this season, where they're getting six points or more. So they've they've actually been covering these spots. You know, we we've uh, backed them in a couple of these spots. They had the the outright win against um, the Phoenix Suns. They had the outright win against the Dallas Mavericks in this spot. So four and one against the spread as a home dog. Am I willing to to take them? You know, on the money line tonight? Nah, probably not. Uh, especially with Atlanta, you know, desperately needing to win. The only non cover, only non cover for the Magic against uh uh came against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it actually was their last uh home game as a dog of six points or more, which was two weeks ago to the date, November sixteenth. Uh, they actually got smacked up. Minnesota came in and smacked them up. That's when Minnesota had finally looked like they was you know getting ready to start to turn the corner. Um, looking at the Hawks, they are just eight and 13 on the season. Not the greatest ATS record uh, that of course, that's the ATS record, just three and seven ATS, uh, on the road this season. And if you look at them specifically in this spot, they're just one and two ATS this season when they land six points or more on the road. Most recently, uh, was the game last weekend. They, they went to Houston and, and got smacked up in that spot. Uh, lost that game 128 to 122. All three of the Hawks' uh, games this season, when they have been road favorites, have gone over. When they've been laying six points or more on the road, all three of those games have gone over. Um, I want to kind of get there on the over. Haven't gotten there. Hasn't haven't gotten there yet. So those are some trends. Looking at numbers, you know, just looking at you know offensive efficiency numbers. Atlanta's offense is taking a step back over the last five games. They actually have the fourth worst ranked offense, uh, net rating of 106.5, right? We know that they've been kind of shuffling some guys in, shuffling some guys out. Um, DeAndre Hunter, <clears throat> excuse me, Clint Capella missed some time with the dental surgery. Uh, I don't think it was surgery, but dental pain that he had been experiencing. So offensive rating, fifth worst, uh, you know, 106.5. Looking at Orlando, all the injuries that they've had, uh, their offense has also been uh, atrocious as well. Fifth worst offense over the last five games. But to me, this kind of feels like an overspot, especially with 
you know, I think Orlando has uh, they get some of the guys back. I mentioned some of them earlier and looking at this, uh, you know, looking at this Atlanta team, uh, they do to come up as well. I think, uh, you know, having having everybody back, uh, you know, having yesterday off probably bodes well for their offense. If you don't want to play the side in this one, we know how much Orlando struggles against guards specifically. I think this game stays close and I can see Trey Young going off in this one. This seems like a like a good Trey Young spot. Um, he also has been shooting the ball better on the road than he has at home if you go look at his split. So I would probably be looking towards some some Trey Young props in this one. Haven't played anything official in that game at all. Moving along, I want to talk a little bit about the Cavs and the 76ers. Uh, this is a game that's really intriguing to me. So this one actually opened with the Cavs laying four at the crib. Um, since then, that number has come down to three and a half on some books. And some books still got it at four as well. The total in this one opened at 212. And you see some money coming in on the under. I like the under. I typically don't play unders when they when they get you know below 215, 213. I feel like the books um, you know, could be overcorrected. But looking at this game, I actually do like the under. Uh I haven't played it yet, you know, so lean for me, but breaking the game down, Sixers, they come in seven and three in their last 10, eight and two overall uh, ATS in their last 10. They beat Atlanta uh, in Philly on Monday. On the opposite side, you get this Cavs team. They're just five and five over their last 10. I, I talked about it a lot, you know, at, at the beginning of the season. I do think that this Cavs team at full strength is a competitor you know, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And when it's all said and done, if they can stay healthy, get Jared Allen back, get Kevin Love back, and not sustain too many more injuries because we haven't seen this team as a collective unit for a, a large sample size this year. We know Darius Garland got poked in his eye in the first game of the season and missed some time. Uh, Donovan Mitchell coming in, uh, you know, it's going to take some time for the, the team to kind of gel and to click, especially offensively. Uh, defensively, if they have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley down there, uh, they kind of anchor that defense and make up for a lot of, you know, what the backcourt can't do if, uh, you know, guys do beat them off the dribble. But it, it's, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's really, really, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really kind of bad not seeing this team being able to, you know, play uh, multiple games with their, you know, star players all kind of playing together. Back to my, back to the stats though, and the trends. Cavs are five and five over their last ten games. Just three, five and two against the spread in their last ten. However, they are 7-1-1 one, one, ATS at home, 8-1 and one straight up at home. For both of these teams, they're going to be coming into this game uh, six game and nine nights. Uh, for Philly, this will be in B's, though, only his second game coming back from the injury. So if you're looking at, you know, who's the fresher team, uh, this Cavs team is kind of worn down right now, man. I think you also see that impact when they play against really good defensive teams. Uh, they just went to Toronto and only scored 88 points in that game on the second night of a back-to-back -back after really struggling to score against a Detroit Pistons team that we, you know, the jury kind of still out for them. We don't know if Detroit's good defensively or if they're bad defensively. They got Isaiah Stewart back yesterday. Uh, you know, Marvin Bagley the third was still in there, and they looked terrible on the defensive end. So this Cavs team, they struggle, and I talked about it the other day, their, their, their offense is really kind of predicated on their defense. And I know that they have Darius Garland, they have Donovan Mitchell, those guys can both score. Those guys can both facilitate. But they move at such a slow pace. This is one of the slower paced teams in the league. So for me, um, and injury-wise, you know, Kevin Love has already been ruled out. Jared Allen has already been ruled out. Lamar Stevens is listed as questionable. So looking at this game, man, what I did was, um, you know, 
before I get there, let's talk about a little bit about the 76ers. So Sixers, they typically don't function as well in Cleveland. They are just one, three, and one against the spread last five in Cleveland and two, five, and one uh, last eight meetings, no matter where the site is between these two teams. So uh, 76, the 76ers, you know, they do get beat up on by Cleveland just a tad bit, which we know they typically don't get beat up on by any team at the top of the Eastern Conference, right? And B typically holds its own. Over the last five games, when you look at this Philly team, because they've been without Maxi, they've been without Harden, and they've been without Embiid for most of those games as well. He just came back, of course, in the last game. Philly, they have the sixth best offensive rating. Interesting, because you don't see a lot of offense on that team. But guys like Shake Milton, guys like, uh, you know, DeAnthony Milton, uh, these guys have come in and play, you know, play pretty well. Uh, they've had, you know, had a big game from Gorgeous Niang and Kirk Moss and those guys. So, uh, sixth best offensive rating over the last uh, five games, third best defensive rating. I think that's that's important and one of the reasons why uh, I'm probably going to put Philly in my pocket. So looking at the Cavs, right, looking at the SDQL stuff, looking at the Cavs, without Jared Allen, uh, they're just three and six against the spread since the start of last season as a home favorite um, with uh, without him. They're also six and three to the over. I don't feel like this is an overtype game uh, just because the 76ers have been winning with their defense and, and not scoring as many points. If you take out the big win against Orlando where they scored 130 points. So uh, without without Jared Allen as a home favorite, just three and six against the spread, including uh, one of those losses came this season against the Timberwolves. They got smacked up by the Timberwolves. Timberwolves were able to get pretty much whatever they want on the offensive end. If you guys remember that game, I think it was about two weeks ago. In the three games this season without Jared Allen and Kevin Love, the Cavs are just one and two straight up and one and two against the spread uh, with one of those with the only win coming against this Detroit Pistons team on Sunday. They were able to go to Detroit and get that game. And uh, they're actually three and oh to the under in that spot as well without Jared Allen and without Kevin Love. We know the impact that Kevin Love has, you know, being able to kind of stretch the floor. Uh, to keep people honest, you can't clog the lane as much against Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland when you have a, a, a knockdown three-point shooter like Kevin Love out on the perimeter. But without him, you kind of can. Jared Allen also helps the offense as well as the defense because he's blocking shots. They're able to get out and run in transition, right? So 3-0 and to the under without Kevin Love and Jared Allen and just 1-2 and against the spread. Like I said, only win coming against Detroit. On the opposite side, because both of these teams are injured, the Sixers, they are four and two straight up and against the spread this season without Harden and Maxi over their last six games. They're also four and two to the under, uh, and they've won three in a row. I think they, a lot of these guys, and Embiid kind of talked about it in the last game. He said, you know, these guys on the bench, they were kind of waiting for their opportunity, man. And, and now that they got their opportunity, they've actually been balling in that spot. Um, I, I, I haven't put the ticket in my pocket yet, full transparency. But Philly plus three and a half is probably something that I'm going to end up playing. Uh, and matter of fact, I'm going to make it. Uh, nah, let's wait for the injury news. But I uh, wait, wait on all the injury news to see exactly who we have in and who we have out. But I, I'm highly, highly, highly considering taking Philly plus the three and a half, man. I wish I could have got the four. I feel like it's a winnable game for Philly on the road, um, you know, against this uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team that I really, really like. I'm just not in a position to, to take them. I'm not taking them without Jared Allen. I'm not taking them without Kevin Love, man. And that, and it's really just that simple for me. I think the Sixers can come in here, play defense again, slow down Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. And uh, on the opposite side, man, who's guarding and beat? Robin Lopez? Uh, yeah, give me – I like I like Philly in this one, man. 
I like Philly a lot. Let me see what y'all saying in the chat before I get to the next game. Uh, what up, Akbar? Appreciate you, my guy. Um, da, 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 da. Markel, good morning, my brother. Uh, Anthony said, hey, Chris, you think the Blazers and Clippers are automatic phase tonight on back-to-back and facing pretty good competition? Uh, let's, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, Anthony. Uh, you got to see how those teams function on, you know, a second night of back-to-backs. Uh, but, uh, and I, I really haven't, so I don't have a strong opinion on that. Uh, LJ said Capella rebounds, uh, Capella rebound and, uh, one and one plus still parlay. Okay. D'Anthony Milton, two steals, six straight games. Dude's been playing hard defensively. I like it, LJ. I like it a lot. Winning Wednesdays, winning, winning Wednesdays are here. Stars will be stars. Uh, was in play last night. We cashing the date. Stars will be stars. Almost cash last night, man. All we needed was Detroit not to get blown out, and we would have hit a plus nine forty last night. Plus nine forty one to be exact when I got it. But you know, it is what it is, man. We move on. Um, that's why I was a tenth of a unit. Uh, Nets and the Wizards haven't really dove into that one yet, so I'm not gonna really touch on that one too much. Bucks and the Knicks, though. I do want to go here. I do want to go to the Garden tonight. Uh, and this probably be the last game because we already at the 18 minute mark. Uh, you always, I always tell you guys tap back in with me later. Uh, you know, 5:15 Eastern time for the Crispy Cap and NBA show. Have a lot more there, but I do have an official play that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm already pulled the trigger on in this game. So Bucks versus Knicks <clears throat> line opened. I think at uh, I think it opened at let's see, uh, Bucks versus Knicks opened at four and a half. If you wanted to, wanted to get on, uh, you know the Bucks, you definitely should have probably put that ticket in last night. I didn't, um, but I do got to play on the total. So looking at this game, right, the Bucks first first road game after a four game homestand where they finished three and one straight up, two and two against the spread. Uh, coming off back to back wins, they beat the Dallas Mavericks last week. Absolutely, uh, beat the brakes off Dallas, uh, and then beat Cleveland too. Uh, beat beat the brakes off Cleveland in the second half too. Losing that game going in to halftime, complete three uh, one eighty, and they end up smacking the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, this is a one off game for them, one off road game for them. They'll come back home and host the Lakers on on Friday. So no real look ahead when you got you know a day off in between. Uh, the schedule makers have been really, really good to to the to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They have not played a lot of back to backs, uh, not a lot of third and four nights. Like this team is just always it's always seems like they're the well rested team coming to play against the team that's on the second night of a back to back or a third and four. Um, but the, let's talk about the Knicks coming off the super impressive win last night, man. Of course, they you know they absolutely own the Pistons eight one and one against the spread. I think they've won eleven games in a row. Uh, against Detroit, no matter the site, they the, the the Pistons are the Knicks' little brother, and and they get beat up on a lot. Uh, so coming off that super impressive win last night, <clears throat> none of their starters for the Knicks actually played more than thirty minutes last night. Only Julius Randle hit the thirty minute mark. Jalen Brunson played just eighteen minutes. This team doesn't really have a look ahead spot either. They'll be off after tonight and don't play again until Saturday. They'll host the Dallas Mavericks uh, on Saturday. Looking at the injury report. Uh, uh, Boochamp, I think is how you pronounce his name, is listed as out. Uh, and Sergi Baca is also listed as out, but nothing, you know, nothing humongous uh, as far as scoring defensive-wise there. The Knicks are supposed to be at full strength. I didn't see anybody named on the injury report there. Um, looking at some of these trends, man, and, and this is kind of leading into the play. This Bucks team, <clears throat> they're 4-0 straight up and ATS. Uh Three and one to the over last season when they're in a way favorite and their opponents playing on second night of a back to back. 
and they have at least one day of rest, right? One day of rest or more. <coughs> I'll say that again. So the Bucks, 4-0 straight up in against the spread last season as an away favorite when their opponent is playing on the second night of a back-to-back, and the Bucks are not playing on the second night of a back-to-back. The Bucks have at least one day of rest in between. But keep in mind, the 3-1 and one to the over, right? So now let's talk about the Knicks. They scored 140 points last night. Is this sustainable? If you look at the numbers, it said it, it said it says that they are, right? The Knicks, they're 10-5 and 1 to the over after scoring 120 points or more in their previous game, but they also 6 and 10 against the spread, right? So that'd be a play on the Bucks tonight. Um and that'd be a play on the over. 10 and 5, 10 5 and 1 to the over after scoring 120 points or more. The Knicks are also 6 and 3 to the over since the start of last season. Uh, when they're on the three, when they're on the third game of four nights, so we know that this is a third game of four nights for the Knicks as well. Uh, six and three to the over in that spot, going back to the beginning of last year. Couple more, Knicks, eleven and six to the over since the start of last season as a home dog. Typically, they can score in this position. They just don't defend, right? They can't. They they just they they don't have a lot of defense. Typically, you see defense kind of fade as well uh, with teams on second night of a back to back third and four nights, right? Those teams don't play as much defense. They want to play offense, of course, and they can fill it up. We see, <coughs> excuse me, we see guys like Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, shout out to uh birthday boy, uh, Julius Randle, absolutely went crazy, uh, hit, uh, what, four three-pointers, I think, in the first quarter, had 17 points at, at the end of the first quarter, finished the game with, uh, I think, over 30. I can't remember exactly how many he had. So the Knicks, I think they'll still be able to score. Also, you didn't even get a big contribution from guys like R.J. Barrett. Uh, we know that they have guys off the bench like Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly that can come in and contribute offensively as well. I think the Knicks can keep it going offensively today. Uh, like I said, 11-6 and six to the over since the start of last season as a uh, as a home dog and also 6-3 and three to the over uh, since the start of last season when they're on the third game of four nights. 10-5-1 to the over after scoring 120 points or more in their previous game. The Knicks are also 4-0 to the over in their last four games in general, and they haven't scored uh, less than 123 points in any of those games. So do I think they get to 123 against the Bucs defense? Probably not. But do I anticipate the Bucs being able to score on a Knicks team that's playing on the second night of a back-to-back and a third and four? Absolutely. What I have in my pocket is the over. I took the over 227. It actually opened at 226. Uh Let's see. I want to say I want to say I saw that 226. Yeah, open at 226, 226 and a half. Uh, I, I anticipate the total to continue to go up. I see a 228 out there as well. Um, I like the 227 though. 227. I think this game scores 230 points, uh, quite frankly. So that's what I'm on in that one. We at the 24 minute mark, so I'm not gonna go through too many more of these games. Uh, let me see what y'all see in the comments section. Fade Randall. <laughs> yeah, after a game like that, uh, yeah, he probably won't be able to score as many tonight for sure. But on the opposite side, man, you know, uh, Brunson probably going to end up drawing Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday still an elite defender for a perimeter defender in the NBA as well. Uh, LJ said Bucks are 5-1 five and five and one to the over on the road first quarter. Knicks are 8-0 and o, uh, over first uh, half at home. First half over. He got it in his pocket. Okay. Okay. Uh Markel said Bucks team total over about uh about to lock that in. I can see the Bucks team total going over. I think both teams score in this game though. Um who will stuff the stat sheet for the Bucks? Last game game it was Grayson Grayson Allen went off. Yeah, looking at that 
it's a lot of guys on that team that can score the ball, man. They got a lot of capable scores. Uh, Mike said, I told you Norman Powell revenge game last night, Chris. That's a fact. He went off last night. Tonight I'm rolling with uh, Halliburton revenge game, ladder his assists and points. I can see it. Yeah, Halliburton should play well tonight uh, in Sacramento for sure. Or just his points and assists. Couldn't talk anybody off that. Halliburton, man, dude has 40 assists in the last three games with no turnovers. No turnovers and 40 assists in the last three games. Absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. But we are at the 25-minute mark, so I'm going to cut the short the, the show there quickly. I know we didn't get into, you know, still, I think, like maybe 10 other games. A lot of these games have injury report implications, which is why I didn't take the deepest dive into them. Uh, looking at the Heat versus the Celtics game, uh, that game actually opened uh, at – at uh i think it opened at like seven seven and a half it's up to nine now uh i i saw it listed at eight it's up to nine <laughs> i do like the total over in that one uh haven't placed that one yet want to take a deeper dive in that game the total right now is sitting at 224 even if you don't take the total i do think that you can look at the celtics team totals um miami revenge game for them of course they lost in the eastern conference uh semifinals last year to this team um but at the same time, they're extremely shorthanded, man. I don't expect this Heat team to, to be able to travel to Boston and to be able to score at all. Dwayne Detman is listed as questionable. Yo, Jovic, Yo, yeah, I think it's Jovic is listed as questionable. Duncan Robinson, questionable. Gabe Vincent, questionable. Matt Struess looks like he's going to be in. Caleb Martin is listed as questionable. Tyler Hero is listed as questionable. And Jimmy Butler is listed as out. So Jalen Brown on the opposite side is still listed as questionable with the neck injury. I anticipate him playing tonight. Uh, even though they may sit them out. This Celtics team, just a, they're a well-oiled machine, man, especially offensively. Uh, definitely want to break down this Raptors and Pelicans game, uh, Grizzlies and Timberwolves as well. The Spurs in the Thunder game is scary to me, but I would only be able to look towards the Thunder, uh, <clears throat> especially with with uh, uh, all the injury report news for the Spurs. Jakob Pertl, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Sokum won't, won't play in this one. Josh Richardson is listed as questionable, but SGA is also listed as questionable. So one of the reasons I didn't really want to dive too much into that game, and I'll break down all the rest of them, man, especially if it's something significant. But like I said, officially, I am on the over in the Bucks and the Knicks game. Over 226 is what I – over 227 – over 227 is what I got it at. Best of luck to you guys as always, man. I always like to end the show with this. None of this is financial consultation. It's uh, eye test, theory – you know, SDQL, trends, data. Best of luck to you guys. See you guys back at 515 for the NBA Crispy Captain Show. I'm out.